Welcome to Becoming Iconic, the masterclass for you by me, Jen Spiegel. I am your host and also the founder of Becoming Iconic, which is a global brand supporting entrepreneurs in their life, business, and most importantly, leadership. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy. This masterclass was first recorded in 2020 and I deleted it. It was going to go live on the Becoming Iconic podcast and I got cold feet. I really was concerned and worried that people would hear what I have to say and receive that as though I was judging and maybe even possibly trigger people where I would lose relationships. I was that concerned because there's a high level of responsibility in what I'm about to teach. And it could be received as judgmental. But what I want to start with is the knowing and the agreement between us that this is not coming from a place of judgment. Instead, it's coming from a place of higher accountability. I want to hold us to more accountability and to raise our standards of excellence when it comes to how we are communicating out into the world. There are a plethora of podcasts and programs and mentors teaching marketing and sales. And I think you know by now that those are big passions of mine. I love to teach that. But I have felt this hum and I have had this knowing for so long and have really put it on the back burner because I was waiting for the right moment. I was waiting for you to be ready. And I've realized there is never going to be the right moment. And you may not be ready to hear this, but I do believe by speaking this truth, it will hold us to more accountability. And you get to decide what that looks like for you. You get to decide if this raises your standard or if it really solidifies that you are doing everything according to what is correct and right for you and you are in total in alignment and you are acting in your highest self. And if that is the case, you know what? Take this as some information and a point of reference. So I am about to put out into the world a program called Articulate or Articulate and go either way. Articulate comes from me really being sought after for the way I express myself through my messaging, my podcast, online. When I was on stages, you know, before the world shut down, I had been sought after more times than not because of the way I express or communicate myself. It seems to be something that really draws people in. It was even my situation and scenario in high school. I remember in high school, my friends always saying, Jen, you talk years beyond yourself. Like you don't talk like us. You sound so mature when you speak. And I would get a little self-conscious, but at the same time, the underlying belief and feeling for me was pride. I was proud to be someone who spoke with maturity who spoke with consideration and really did study the art of language. You know, I don't speak other languages, but the one I do speak, I take with a lot of study and work and personal responsibility. I really feel like our words have so much power. And you've probably heard that before, but what we translate that into is the affirmations we say. I am statements. Like those words are the only words that have power. You know, I am abundant. I am wealthy. 
yes, that matters. And those words you speak have energy attached to it. But the interesting piece and what I witness with entrepreneurs is they say these beautiful affirmations. They're holding themselves accountable to those incredible standards and they turn around, show up online, and it is sloppy, lazy language. And I know it's not on purpose. Nobody would do that on purpose. And I know it is with the best of intentions because I believe everybody does things with the best of intentions and we do the best with what we know, right? Can we agree? So I am here to give you more perspective so that now that you know more, you might do things a little differently. And I want to start with the artistry of your voice, the way you express yourself, the way people hear you and feel you, drawing people in through the words that you use and the tone in which you express it and how you really do bring out this passion and belief through these beautiful lips of yours. What's interesting is one of the number one fears for entrepreneurs is being seen and heard. Isn't that so interesting? I mean, we're choosing to be entrepreneurs, which means we are the face and the voice of our businesses, and yet we are afraid to death of showing up on our stories, of doing a live, of starting a podcast, of getting on a stage. I mean, these things make our armpits sweat just thinking about it, but it is the most important component to the growth, success, and sustainability of your business. It's who you are. It's the messaging, the impact, the value, the education that you give out into the world. It's so interesting that that most important component can also be our biggest fear and hesitation. And so articulate and articulate is really here to Give us a little bit of a rattle. I see it like rattling our bodies and shaking out some of these self-limiting beliefs, these narratives and stories that we have acquired over a lifetime. I remember as a child, whenever we went into public, I was told to not make any noise. Don't make any noise. And if you do, we're leaving. That was a very repetitive pattern for me. And what I perceived in my experience, and that translated into a deep fear of speaking up and speaking for myself, I was so afraid of getting into trouble. I was so afraid of saying that hurt my feelings, or I would like X, Y, Z for dinner, or could we go and do this? I never spoke about the desires I had as a child because I was told so often to be quiet that I honestly believed if I said something that I wanted, I would get in trouble. I had a deep fear over using my voice that then grew into a young adult who really learned how to shapeshift herself and say the right things. Have you ever learned that? Where it's not the right thing necessarily for you. It's not correct for you, but you know what the crowd wants to hear. You know what that person wants to hear. And so you say things to be accepted. You say things to be politically correct. You say things to blend in versus being authentic, being real, and sharing your opinion or your view or something, again, that you would like to have or experience. And so most of my young adult years, I literally was a shapeshifter with who I was with. 
they liked to talk like this. I started talking like this. It even came out with me as an adult where I would be around people. And if they had an accent, I would start having an accent. It was bizarre. I knew I was doing it, but I didn't know I was doing it. And I remember my kids being like, why are you talking like that? And I was like, I I don't know. But what happened for me and because of this fear of using my voice, I simply wanted my voice to blend in versus being heard. I wanted to feel comfortable when I was speaking versus maybe sometimes having a bit of discomfort. And this was really interesting to heal. And there is a healing process in this. So many of us feel like we are afraid to use our voice, that people will judge us. Most of the time that comes back to a moment in our lives where we were in fact judged or felt ashamed of using our voice and that planted a seed in our soul. And so that seed, we may have even watered it, has grown into something that holds us back all the time. And so inarticulate, there's no coincidence that the first module I'm teaching is healing. I want to heal us, especially my lady friends who are listening in. You and your voice is so, it's so important. It's so relevant. There are people praying for you and your message and the things you have to share There's people out there who feel alone in their stories, but if you were able to share your story, they would feel like, oh my goodness, somebody else out there understands me. Do you understand the impact that you can create by simply opening your mouth and sharing out loud? But I recognize that there is some healing, some forgiveness and some recognition of things that have happened in order for us to cross the bridge to the other side where we are bold and audacious in sharing what we have been planted here on this earth to share. And then there's this part of me too that is really afraid of holding us more accountable to the words we use. I feel like our world has gotten really lazy in our language. We have made things that I don't consider a part of a beautiful brand, a beautiful human, normal. We've normalized saying the F word. I can't tell you how many times in a day I'm reading copy or watching someone's stories or listening to a podcast or, you know, anything. And there's, it's just everywhere. And I think to myself, when did we get to this point where that was considered okay? And I may sound really old-fashioned at this point, and you may completely disagree with me, and I'm okay with that. I just wanted to share this perspective. It's been on my heart since 2020. For two years, I've wanted to have this conversation, but I was so afraid of hurting someone's feelings, of triggering someone, of someone feeling like I was judging them, of someone feeling like I didn't accept them. And it has nothing to do with any of that. Some of my greatest partnerships, they have potty mouths. I don't judge it. I just know that if we were to really listen to ourselves and really consider how we're speaking, I would think Most of us would be like, oops, a daisy. 
I probably should tone that down a little bit. I, I think of myself and the questions I ask myself, and I'll often have this discussion with clients when they ask me about how I feel about their language. It's a conversation I have with a lot of clients. You know, Jen, I feel like when I say a bad word in front of you, I just, I don't feel comfortable. And I said, well, it's not about not feeling comfortable, do you? But let's talk about that discomfort. Why are you feeling that? And I ask very specific questions like, if you were called today to show up on the Oprah show and you were sitting in that chair in her beautiful garden being interviewed by Oprah, would you speak that way? If the answer is yes, and that feels totally aligned, this feels like your highest self, there's your answer. Doesn't matter what Jen thinks. Doesn't matter what Oprah thinks. If this is real and true to you and this feels correct, do you. But most of the time, someone will say to me, no, I would never. Are you kidding? On national TV and with Oprah? No, I wouldn't say that. So then why are you saying it today? One of my affirmations, it's right here in front of me, is that every day I'm Oprah ready. What that translates for me is that I get up, I get dressed, I hone my skills, I'm prepared for big opportunities, I am ready for Oprah to call me at any time. That really does demand something in me and through me every single day. I love that affirmation because I show up differently than if I weren't Oprah ready. And I, I often share that affirmation with the people I work with. Are you, in fact, Oprah ready? Like if Oprah were to look at your social media right now, or I mean, I use Oprah because that's the person who I am really looking forward to having a conversation with one day, but pick your person. Would you be proud of what they see? Or would there be a slight embarrassment like, oh, gosh, I that's not my highest self. And sh change, shift, tweak easy. It's recognition and then practice. I also say, and I ask this question, would you be okay with your kids speaking like that? And if the answer is yes, I don't care. My kids could say that. It doesn't bother me. Amazing. Do you. That's your home. Those are your children. You get to make those decisions. And if that feels right for you, I hold no judgment. I would just say if it weren't right for you and you said, oh gosh, no, I don't want my kids saying that. Why are you then? If you hold that level of standard for your children, if you want them to communicate and articulate themselves in a higher way, why are you less important? Why is that standard lowered for you? These are important questions to ask because they allow you to discern where you are and they allow you to ask yourself questions and really look in the mirror. And again, if you look in the mirror and you think, I don't agree with you, Jen. No, I don't. I don't mind this. This is me. I feel really comfortable. My community loves it. My children say the same words. We are just like that. And it feels really good in my life. Amazing. I'm high-fiving you and I'm applauding the fact that you are doing things that are correct for you. I'm just suggesting if this triggered you in any way and you're wiggling in your seat and you're feeling a little seen right now, that you just stop to consider for a minute that maybe you can tone it down, that maybe it doesn't need to be woven into your copy of your social media posts, that maybe when you go live, you can practice just not saying the F word all the time, that you can practice the art of picking up new words that have more potency, more impact than something that a lot of people are offended by. Now, 
Do I think we need to shape shift to make sure we don't offend people? No, but I also think there's a level of sophistication and professionalism in a brand that's important. I told a story on my post just the other day how I watched a commercial, and this is a big brand, it's a food company. And we were sitting with our kids. It was during the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. And this commercial comes on and they said the word freaking five times. This is the most freaking cool thing. And I, and my kids were like, because oh, that's a bad word for us. Because I'm like, you might as well just say the word. I mean, that's what you intend. That's what you mean. So why are we saying some weird word we made up that just means that word? And I have a whole thing about this. So the kids know, my family knows. I'm like, if you're going to say it, say it. Let's just own it or not say it at all. Because the, these in-between words make no sense to me. I, this is lazy language. I just don't get it. But I couldn't understand the point of it in this commercial. It made no sense. It did not create impact. It did not make their point more poignant. It did nothing but distract and make my kids jaw drop and my own. Like, what are we doing? Why is that a part of this commercial? You thought you had to say that word to make this sound more believable? You just actually made me believe less. You did the polar opposite of what I think the intention was. Lazy language is everywhere. It's predominant, but we don't have to participate in it. And we can hold ourselves to a higher standard. One of the modules I'm really excited to teach. The other thing I want to teach in Articulate is the art and the form of holding your power through crucial conversations. Crucial conversations happen all the time. And in entrepreneurship, they will happen. There's no avoiding them. And if you're avoiding them, you're avoiding red flags. You probably have boundaries that are being walked all over. This is a part of being a CEO and being a leader is being able to have crucial conversations and hold your power, yet still have compassion through those conversations. I am so excited for this module because, again, I witness entrepreneurs all the time either betray themselves I'd rather just, you know, let this go and then have like this conversation, this hard conversation with someone. Or I even saw myself just recently, I had to um, do a little rework and shift within my executive team. And as I was letting somebody know that this was going to be our closure, that I felt complete in our relationship, I watched myself. So I'm not perfect at this. Okay. I tell you the story because I am still a work in progress. But as we were speaking, I must have said, I don't know a million times. I knew. I knew exactly how I felt, how I wanted to lead that conversation. I knew exactly how I was hopeful our, our relationship would come to a close. I knew, but I was saying, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. And I could see the ways these things can seep into our conversations when we're so afraid of hurting someone's feelings, when we are genuinely compassionate and caring for others, we don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want people not to like us. We don't want to leave things on a bad note. And so I watched myself really step down in my power and keep saying, I don't know, to keep things calm, so I thought. But instead, it added confusion. It really didn't look good on me. And I don't believe that's something that someone's going to respect. Like, what do you mean you don't know? You've said, I don't know a hundred times. So are, is this complete or is it not complete? And it confuses the whole situation. 
So I'm really looking forward to having a module where we talk about how to hold power and compassion, where those two things meet in hard, crucial conversations. This is actually going to be really beautiful even in people's lives because we have hard conversations all the time. I just think about my home. I have four kids and a husband. We don't always, you know, see eye to eye. We don't always agree on things. And there's times where we do trigger each other. So I hold crucial conversations a lot, but I want to be able to do that in a way that someone can receive it and see that I have a boundary, see that I mean it, but also be able to receive it because they feel my love and compassion as I share. It's very important. Then we walk into communicating our brand. And it's so interesting how we are paying so much attention to our graphics, the amount of followers we have, the amount of likes, the amount of comments. These things we feel are what dictate our success. We launch a program and we think the amount of followers, the amount of likes and comments on that post is what's going to be really the ingredients to big success. And it's not. It's how you express your passion, your message, the results someone's going to receive and achieve through your program or service that calls people in. It's through your conviction, your belief, your passion that people build trust and go, whoa, she knows what she's talking about and she really believes this. And that has a sound. It magnetizes people in. So one of the modules I'm going to teach and articulate is really about marketing and how to share yourself out in the open where you have the right clients, the aligned clients coming forward and being drawn in simply by the words you use and the way you share them and communicate them, which also leads into sales. It's so interesting, the sales approach. We see lots of different variables and approaches. Some people are teaching, go in the DMs and, you know, just it's a numbers game. The more people you ask, it's just the more yeses you're going to receive. Okay, that's a strategy. And I actually tried that strategy on for a very long time. It works. It does. But it's exhausting and it also burns a lot of bridges. So I thought, well, there might be a better way. There is. And I also learned that the art of inviting people in And the way we do that is the most beautiful yes for yourself and that person you will ever, ever receive. When someone says yes to come into becoming iconic in any program, whether it's working one-on-one with me or a group program or the year-long program of iconic experience, whatever that is, when they say yes to me, it is like a soul yes to each other. And I believe so much of that is because they feel empowered through their conversations and through their decision with me versus pressured versus trauma bonding or fear tactics in order to have someone come in. I just don't participate in that anymore. And so I really look forward to diving deep into our marketing and sales and how we communicate with others and have that mutual respect, mutual yes with each other and how good that feels in your business, it ends up creating lifetime clients. And maybe those lifetime, lifelong clients aren't necessarily paying clients forever, but the relationships withstand the test of time because people felt so cared for. They felt your sincerity 
and they felt your value and leadership from day one until. I also think there's something that is an interesting piece that I have, I guess if we're just going to be honest, it's been a pet peeve. Okay. I've had a pet peeve. I've had a pet peeve for a really long time. It's been 16 years of holding on to this pet peeve. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So sharing our stories. Sharing our stories is artistry. It is a piece of the masterpiece we are building. And most of the time, I would say 95% of the time, we share our stories from either A, an unhealed place. So we're still processing. We're still working through. We still haven't come to all of the lessons and conclusions. So we're sharing our story where it's felt like, ooh, she's still you know, upset about that or she's still feeling sad about that. It's very different than sharing something that's happened to us where someone's like, wow, that must have been really sad, but look at what she's created as a result. Inspiration lessons, teachables through our story. Sharing your story is not a journal entry of here's all the things that happened to me and why I am where I am. That's not what creates a story that is felt. A story that is felt is sharing your journey and experiences, but what you were able to gather along the way. It's thinking of it like when you're driving. You know, the rear view mirror, it's a lot smaller than the front window, right? And the rear view mirror to me is always looking back at the collection of lessons and experiences, beautiful memories, the things maybe that actually did hurt or leave a mark, but that when you look at that circumstance or situation, you don't look at it and go, oh, that happened to me. Instead, you go, oh my gosh, that didn't feel good during, but because of that, I now know X, Y, Z, or I now better understand myself, or I recognized the resilience I hold or whatever that lesson was for you. That's why the rearview mirror is smaller. It's to look back and show gratitude and gather those lessons up. Great hindsight, but not to live looking at it all. Instead, it's now how can we take those beautiful moments and project them forward to cast a vision. Sharing your story is casting a vision for others. People feeling what you've been through, but feeling inspired to take inspired action as a result of learning through you. There's a big distinction, and most people don't do it that way. Most people treat it like, oh gosh, here we go. And it's like unloading versus this is what happened. Here's what I learned, and I want to cast a vision for you today. And that kind of storytelling is what really has people feel a part of a community, get to know you deeper, and feel super connected to who you are. Some other things that I know will be important questions and things for you to learn through Articulate is how to have conversations, whether it's an interview on a podcast. Or maybe you want to host a podcast and you want to do some interviews. Or maybe you want to go live with someone on your social media. The preparedness, (laughs) that's even a word, of being ready for opportunities like that is really important. 
so that when someone asks you to be a guest on their podcast or someone says, hey, let's go live on our Instagram and and share our stories, you don't negotiate or contemplate whether you should or shouldn't. You seize those opportunities because you are prepared. You were born for that moment. You know exactly how to hold yourself in that moment. You know how to have elevated conversations. You know the art form of interviews and a two-way conversation live. There's skill to that. There is skill. And this is something I'm looking forward to teaching because you may not even have considered this for yourself yet. You might be like an an interview on a podcast, like, hey, I'm just getting started. Well, hey, this is something important for you just to put in your back pocket and say, I am now prepared for bigger things, even though I am very new as an entrepreneur. Be ready for opportunity. And the person, the student that is ready, oh my gosh, amazing things happen. Doors open. And you will start to see how you taking the initiative, you stepping into higher leadership created opportunity and magic for you that you didn't even expect. And lastly, stage presence. So I miss talking on stages. That was a big part of what I did for many, many years. Stages with 100 people and stages with 18,000 people and everything in between. And of course, over the last few years, my stages have been more virtual and my stage has been a lot of this, the podcast. I miss those on stage in people's presence with the energy, the vibe, all the things that happen as a result of jumping on stages. So I'm looking forward to getting back into those things. But I also realize there's so many transferable skills and ways that we can prepare for both. Again, maybe for you, you don't even visualize yourself on a stage, but what if someone called you up and said, I've been looking for a health coach and I have watched you online. I love the philosophies you have. I love the way you teach. I just feel so aligned with your messaging. I'm hosting a retreat and I would love you to come as a guest speaker. Again, are you ready for that? Are you ready to be like, yes, oh my goodness, of course. Tell me everything. Who's going to be there? What kind of message would serve them? Are you ready for that? Yes. Would you even know to say those things and ask those questions? So I want to have you so excited, elated for the future opportunities or even the current opportunities that will arise so that a virtual retreat, an in-person retreat, a stage, whether that's be a masterclass you put on for your community or you step on a stage in front of 18,000 plus people, you say yes to yourself. You are so excited for the opportunity to stand up and share what you have to say. You are so excited to be in front of a crowd of people knowing that lives will be changed because I showed up today because I had the will, the audacity, and the preparedness, there's that word again, for this moment. And because you were prepared, you can serve. And because you serve, people are impacted and changed. That's what we're here to do as entrepreneurs. This is the biggest component to the growth and sustainability of your brand. Your message must be heard. 
And it must be heard in a way that is felt and accepted, that maybe even triggers, that maybe makes someone uncomfortable. I'm sure there are certain things I said today in this masterclass that made some of you uncomfortable, made some of you feel a little seen and maybe a little naked. But that's okay. That's how we get better. It's not about always agreeing with each other. It's about having dialogue, having conversation, listening to perspective, and just maybe sharpening ourselves and our skills and paying more attention to the way we are being received out there in the world. You may not even be received right now because all that exists on your social media, which is your commercial, which is your magazine, which is your advertisement, the only thing is pretty graphics or nice pictures of nature. People don't even know who you are. Who's this person behind all these pictures of ponds and trees and great food? They're not even seeing your face. Or maybe you're listening to this right now. You're one of my private clients and you are very seasoned. You have a huge business and you realize, ooh, okay, okay, Jen, I hear you. You know what? I have been in comfort. I have actually sat on the success of yesterday and I am not holding myself to a higher standard today than I did a year ago. I am not actually holding myself to more accountability. I'm seeing some gaps. I'm seeing some lazy language. I'm seeing there's some skill here that could be sharpened. And that's why this program is so special and unique because whether you are brand new baby entrepreneur or you are a premium brand making multiple six figures plus, you're going to be served. And with that ding that I'm sure you heard in the background, <laughs> let that be the conclusion of this masterclass. Let us sit with that. I really hope you say yes and come in because I know what lies on the other side of this time together. I know the type of entrepreneur and how she moves and how she speaks, and how she holds conversation, and how she articulates herself. It's so special. It's different. Her uniqueness stands out. She is so proud to share what she has to say. Doesn't hold herself back. Sure, there's going to be moments of slip. I told you a story of it just recently. It's not perfection, it's progression. And this will be a beautiful program, not only to learn, create skill, have actionable things to put into place, but also have really big mirror moments, really big mirror moments. This is a program that the industry has never seen before. And it's so interesting, actually, because quite a few people that I don't even know, new followers, have reached out and said, I have never seen this top before. You got me at hello because I had no idea this was even something that was taught. I have been craving a mentor to hold me to this standard, to teach me how to speak, to teach me how to stand on a stage, to give me the confidence to do more through my brand, to be more of a leader. And that's what you're going to get. So I'll see you over there. Otherwise, I know this masterclass did give you a lot of food for thought. And I'm really grateful for that too. But you know where to find me. Let's be more accountable to our words. Let's give that professionalism. Let's not have lazy language or distraction through the things we say. And instead, let every word touch the hearts of as many people as possible. Go make it a great day. Mm -hmm.
Thank you so much for listening to Becoming Iconic the Masterclass. You being here really matters to me. Generosity is a core belief and value of this brand. And I wanted to give you three simple ways of being that and leading that right now in your life. Number one is leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening on. This is a beautiful way of extending this podcast out into the world and new faces and heartbeats learning about it. Number two is sharing on your social media. Please make sure to tag me, Becoming Iconic, and I'll be sure to reshare you and just keep the love going. And number three is cut and paste this link into a text and send it to somebody specific who came to mind as you were listening. Maybe there was somebody who you felt would really benefit from this conversation. That's such a beautiful way of sharing with someone else and also sharing this podcast. Please know that generosity is also something I model all the time. And we have the Manifestation in Motion course for free for you over the Becoming Iconic website. It's becomingiconic.co.co. It's sitting there waiting for you. Five recorded modules, downloadables, and it is so sacred and special to me because this is the course that I taught right before my social media was hacked and taken away. And because of this course, I was able to capture so many memories and photos and all the beautiful value I put out. So it didn't feel like a total loss when that happened. It's really a beautiful way of manifesting in your life and these beautiful rituals to support you in that. I appreciate you being here. You matter to me. This matters to me. And now we are called in to go and make it a great day.